Sports FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Boots on the Ground. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Tuesday, September 6th. In the year 2022, broadcasting from Raleigh, North Carolina, as I make my way up the East Coast now. I'm in downtown Raleigh, and uh, interesting place. You know, one thing that's interesting, which we'll talk some about tonight, is how these cities are rejuvenating themselves. And I'm not going to tell you it's a good way either. It's kind of like putting frosting, an expensive frosting on a bad cake. But we'll get to that in a minute. But with that in mind, keep very much in your mind that our economy right now is very unstable and your investments need to be put into solid assets. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't wear a white coat and I don't play a doctor on TV. But the fact is that if you can't see the vulnerability of paper currency that has no value, that Federal Reserve note and these statements in a 401k that give you numbers that have no substance behind them, you really need to talk to folks that understand the importance of precious metals. And that's why we have Birch Gold. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%. And real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in U.S. dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. And that's texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, in case there was a confusion on spelling, to 989898, and you'll get your free information pack, and it's worth every bit of it. All right, Patriots, so the one thing about warfare is that you're never going to win a war with an aerial bombing campaign or some sort of just drone robotics presence. You're going to have to have boots on the ground. And in spite of all these futurists and transhumanists that want to believe in a future where We have robots marching around autonomously killing people so they can sit comfortably back in their lazy boy recliners with human skin covering them, sipping on blood wine from children. That reality isn't quite here yet. The fact of the matter is that we need, there needs to be boots on the ground in order for any adversary to win and to dominate. Now, right now, the way they have constructed the narrative, they have this idea in people's head that they have the upper hand. And they're doing it through multiple tiers. So from the military perspective, which isn't, the military is not in good situation. And we'll, we're going to dig into that in a little bit. But in, from, a, from the military perspective of, or policing state as perspective, they want you to always see them And this is one of the presence issues that they're doing with the ATF, the FBI, other police officers. They don't want you to see them as community police agents. They want you to see them as tactical executors of death. Hence the reason, and it is is a very presence decision of why they wear more tactical uniforms. They wear body armor. 
They're, they're carrying more tactically oriented pistols and rifles. They drive in tactical vehicles, especially when you take like SWAT or SRT or something like that. And, and if it comes with the ATF and it comes from the ATF likes to wear jeans and body armor. So I guess that makes them like friendly cowboys or something. And the, the marshals do kind of the same thing. The FBI likes to either wear an FBI blue jacket with body armor underneath when, they, when you see them in these raids. I mean, this, this is their presence. They want you to see them as a th- lethal element coming into your life. And it's, a, it's part of a mind game. Because they want you to believe that they are of a superior force and no matter what you say or do, they have the lethal capability to destroy you. That's intimidation and fear. And it's what they do very well at. And the reason they're working so hard at this lately, in my opinion, is because as they are trying to attack the gun owners and villainize the legal right of people to own guns with the spineless fools that eat too much soy and suck down soy lattes and other things, eat that fake beef that bleeds with with blood that's grown in a lab from the Planned Parenthood across the street. I'm not kidding on that one either. When you start to see how they're working, they're, they're activating one specific element in this country, which is decreasing in size, but increasing in violence. And so they're trying to get neighborhoods divided, isolate those that have guns, from a group of people that are afraid of guns, which those same group of people, which also many of them happen to fly, walk under the LGBTQ flag. And many of them work at universities and many of them like to call themselves progressive liberals. And many of them wear black and call themselves Antifa while they beat the hell out of people and then say that you shouldn't be protected and and so forth. This, This is their movement, right? You understand that. And so they're trying to activate the effort right now of this administration is to activate that group against the gun owners, but then to use the resources of the government to gin up this fear that guns are evil. Everyone must give it away. And then the agents of terror have been inoculated into people's thoughts well enough that people will willfully hand over the guns because you're afraid of the consequence of an agent, an ATF retard or an FBI fool coming to your door and taking your guns. Now here, here's the thing. And, and by the way, if, if there is a, are there, if there is ATF listening or FBI listening, I meant exactly what I said. So I wasn't mincing words. I don't care who you are at this point in time. If you're working for those agencies, you're all a bunch of jack wagons and that's being nice. And you need to hear that because we hate you at this point in time because you don't represent anything that's constitutional. And you can spew off a litany of the, quote, good that you're doing, and we're going to spew off a litany of the worthlessness and corruption of your agencies, and therefore you're part of it, and therefore you're therefore part of the problem. So I just want to get that clear up front. And that's where, where we sit right now is that they're trying to use visual intimidation through media to prime people to give away their guns. Now, here's the sad part about it. We heard for years, and I will tell you, 2015, 2016, even 2014, man, the saber rattling from the right, take away my guns, they're going to peel it from my cold, dead fingers. Like, okay, cool. And then COVID came, (laughs) and I think they even masked up their fingers willfully it was like my cold dead fingers are gonna have to wait on my mask and my vax before i can get my gun back in its holster because i got to mask up and vax up my fingers too that's the sort of willful compliance that we gained out of this and so we have seen a collapse of the strength of the core americans and that's what they're counting on they've run the test so far to show that if they can create enough fear, so the, the fear at this time was an invisible enemy. And that invisible enemy 
which is still on the move, is them. Only thing is that that invisible enemy is the words and the influences they're putting in your mind so that you will roll up your sleeve and take a vax and commit suicide in simple steps. The next wave of this is likely going to be the invisible enemy of terror from that very radicalized group, which they are pounding in the media, that MAGA is a power, is a terrorized group. So we are all collectively domestic, domestic terrorists. And so I would, uh, I would just encourage you that when you wake up in the morning and you sip your cup of coffee, pat yourself on the back and say, God bless America and the fact that I am now a domestic terrorist. And for all of you in chat tonight, welcome to the domestic terrorist team room. That's where we are. So anyway, we are all domestic terrorists, according to this administration. Every one of us, every one of us that voted for President Trump that didn't vote for Biden, every one of us that contradicts the, the belief in, that in the fake climate change policies, in the whole concept of fake science, anybody that questions a vax, anybody that questions a mask, we are all now domestic terrorists. That's established. So and when they do that, and here's their problem, is there's 82 million people that have 90% of the guns, and there's a lot of guns in this country, and about 90% of the ammo, and there's a whole ton of ammo. A whole ton. There's, there's actually a, an official measurement of that in the military. Well, when you work with, it's an unofficial category in the military, but there's an official term when you work with guys on the ground. And that official category for the amount of ammo that's in the United States and the holdings of the, the 90% that's in the holding of Bard's, Bard's Nation, or not Bard's Nation, um, MAGA, would be classified as a shit ton. There's a whole bunch. So that's a lot. I just put it that way. So we've got a whole bunch of ammo, and they're, they can't get the guns out of our hands and they can't get the ammo out of our hands. So they need to demonize everybody and create a situation where you're afraid of them so that when they come to your door, you will willfully hand it over. Or it's just the, ex the execution of threat. You, we heard the video the other day or the audio the other day of the ATF going to the guy's door where the ATF said, hey, we're here to pick up one of your drains, which is it's an oil drain that are, that's apparently some people are converting into silencers. And the guy says, you have a warrant? He goes, don't, don't interrupt me. I'll tell you what we're doing. And then he's like, okay, you just, we, just need, we know that you bought one, so hand it over. And the guy's like, do you have a warrant? And he's like, okay, so you're telling us you don't, you're not going to work with us. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, we do too know what you're talking about. So he's, he's writing a narrative before him. And then when the guy doesn't comply, he's like, we're going to watch you now a lot more seriously. It's an open threat. And so this is the intimidation that they're wanting people to hear. And they're less, what they're trying to do is narrow down the number of people that have guns. If they follow, if people follow the same obedience that they did with the masks, the truth is, that there'll be about 10% of the population left with guns because everyone else will kowtow to this state and hand them over willfully. Now, I'm just going to caution everybody because I can already hear people going, that ain't going to ever happen. Okay, well, let me just remind you about something because I said it here three years ago, two years ago. If you were going to get a mask, wear a mask, you're probably going to get a vax. Guess what? That proved true. So I'm saying this tonight, hopefully to get some people to stand up and wake up and realize that you better start making a decision of where you're going to be when they come knocking at your door. Because they aren't playing. Their ideas, because they, they cannot manage and police this many people with guns. They cannot do it. So they need to diminish the number of guns and ammo, and then they need to do very visual and visible hard hits on targets like the stuff they did with Waco and David Koresh, like burning the children in the building to the ground and then blaming it on the ammo that he had inside or Ruby Ridge where they basically wipe out the whole family or Lavoie where they cold blood shoot him in the middle of the, of the snow. I mean, these are the sort of actions they do intentionally to intimidate people 
so that then the others will start to think twice and go, well, maybe I should go ahead and just give it my guns. That's all right. Sorry, maybe it's not that big a deal. That's the whole process you're dealing with right now. And that's why they're, again, in my opinion, but I'm, the cycles here are very provable historically, and you can walk through their agendas pretty easily. And this is part of the propaganda that, that they're using because they have a core element that is still so tightly locked into the matrix of their propaganda. I've said this before. I, this is where sometimes I wish I could be Biden for a day or maybe Fochi for a day. But the people that are following them still so closely, literally, and I, I mean this, if, if I could play Fochi for a day, I would say, we have the solution. Even if you've taken the vax, we have the solution. It'll make you all better. We need you to push a peanut down the middle of the freeway against traffic for 15 minutes and do that three times in the week. You can't use your hands. And if you, if you rub your nose off, that's just part of the consequence of this, but we'll build it back better. And they would do it because those that are in that matrix of compliance are so obedient that right now, if you say like guns are bad, they're like guns are horrible. Guns kill people. Guns get up out of the, out of the gun cabinet. They walk to the door, they self load, they walk onto the street, they spray people. And that's that guy over there has a whole bunch of them. I mean, they're beyond just parroting. They're into creating the entire stories and narratives. And that makes them extremely dangerous. And this is, again, part of their attack right now is to continue to divide and continue to excite what base they do have. And we see it today. I mean, Kathy Griffith today, which I believe is Anderson Cooper's brother who supposedly died, who they gender flipped and then turned her into Kathy Griffith. That's what I think. Nothing is out of the realm of possible anymore. So Kathy Griffith um, has now said, you know, vote Democrat or you're going to get a civil war. I mean, they're at it. This is why they're ginning up their side so much. And they, don't forget, they've got all these illegals that they brought in here, many of which are fighting age males that they're s spreading across the nation. And when I say they, let's be clear, it isn't just like a bunch of suit guys up in D.C. I mean, they have a network within the military, a network within their civilian military industrial complex, people that are actively working to destabilize, break, and destroy the United States so that they can reign king and supreme over this country and wipe out the Christians and rise up a nation of slaves. That's basically it. And so when you map out the blue cities, take a look at those. Don't consider those to be cities. Look at those as city states with the peasants that live in the fields. That's kind of the vision. And then that starts to, you can start to imagine pretty clearly that the mayors that are clinging on for dear life and being ruthless and ignoring everything, they've already been promised dominion over that, total dominion, the, way, the ability to rule any way they want as long as they win. This is how they're working this game. And this is why people aren't going to flip. They're not going to give the truth. I mean, they're going to hang on to the very end. You could cut their toes off, and I swear they would keep going because they're that committed to seeking the power of total control over people. And to do that effectively, they have to do a couple of things. Like I say, they've got to get the guns out of the good people, and they have to put the weapons in the hands of the bad guys. If you're curious how that works, all you have to do is go and check out what's going on in Chicago. And what's going on in Chicago is continued violence. There is a site, and this is the real site. I'm not making this up. Um, this is a site in that is called, I'm getting it up right now. It's taking me a minute. But it's called Hey Jackass. That is the name of the site, heyjackass.com. And it's really important to check this site out this site has all the crime statistics of Chicago, and this is what they're living through right now. So as an example, in this summer, <laughs> there's some really snarky humor here too. This is summer of joy. <laughs> Sorry, this makes me laugh. In the summer of joy in Chicago from 527 to 96, which would be to today, in this summer of joy, they have shot and killed two... 123 people shot and wounded 1,107, 
Total shot was 1,330. Total homicides, 244. If you want to know how many of those, you had 162 headshots, 9 shot in the arm, 238 in the torso, and 13 in the lower body. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a real site. It's pretty awesome, and you should check it out. Um, of the causes of death, 91.1% in Chicago were of gunshot wounds. Now, of course, in all of this, we don't, there's no discussion about the violence in Chicago. None. But it's a template for what they're wanting to do in every city across the nation because people then live in a constant state of fear. And there is extreme gun laws, too. Why are the gun laws? And you, you looking at Chicago, you see the template of what they're trying to do in the nation. Police are effectively ineffectual. Crime is persistent. Random violence keeps people in a constant state of anxiety or fear, which then does what? It separates people from the true relationship in God. And people then are going to be less likely to rise up because they don't have the arms to do so to defend against the violent gangs that are actually running the city. That They're just an extension of the government. So, in the midst of that, Chicago also has the most extreme gun laws. Some of the most extreme in the country, though Oregon's trying to compete for number one and coming up in the fall. And that's an important component in all of this is take the guns away, control the guns from the legal people, give the guns or allow the guns in the hands of the criminals, defund or reduce the effectiveness of the police, and then the political elite, which is nothing more than a mobster gang, rules the people. That is their version of boots on the ground, and it's important. But the biggest obstacle to that are guns in the hands of good American patriots. Now, here's a simple fact. I mean, we are looking at a massive influx of illegals across our border. No one's doing anything about it. The military is silent about it. They're not doing anything. The police aren't doing anything. Border Patrol has decided to go against Texas National Guard. At one point, they opened up the gates to allow the illegals in. Every one of those Border Patrol is part of that. I look forward to the day that they are hanging on a gallow because I'm going to take pictures of the front, from the front row. I don't care if it's an order or not. And this is what I keep getting back at. There's an accountability now that has to come that we, the people, have to start demanding justice. And we, the thing is, we do need to bring the justice. Because I would rather not have the judgment and wrath from God if we aren't as a result of us not doing our work. So this is, this is a critical component here in our time of living as Americans, of deciding, are we literally going to be patriots and put boots on the ground, or are we going to be marshmallows and get roasted in a fire? I, literally. And, I, and in no way am I advocating violence. Be clear. But we have a right, and everyone has a right to defend their home and defend their land. And we have been taken over and invaded. That's the simple fact. Your government is not your government. And this is the game they play. Hi, we're from the FBI. It's like, you might as well have told me you are a blue helmet from the UN because that's how you're acting. Hi, I'm from the ATF. You might as well have told me you worked for Hitler because that's who you are. And this is the attitude that we have to have, and it is the attitude of being ungovernable and defiant. And that also means we need to build strength in numbers and communities. But part of our, and I'm going to use this term evangelism, if you will, part of our bringing awareness to the people in our communities is to make them aware of the risk of giving up their guns. And Part of that is also to give them assurances that they will not be left alone when faced off with a federal or even a local city or, or sheriff who's gone rogue who's decided that, yeah, we're going to comply with the federal. People need to start coming together to make the physical stand. It's not just enough to talk and to assemble. I mean, it's, it's extremely important to talk and assemble and and. and bring in the communion with God and through Christ to, to the Father. But we have to take that to another level. 
And this is our boots on the ground. Remember, we have the numbers. They don't. This is why they work so hard at divide and conquer and fear to confiscate. Because we have the number. They can't manage 82 million people with 90% of the guns and about 90% of the ammo. They can't do it. And they know it. So their operational profile, which is the same that is done in any occupational system, is that you, you do a messaging campaign to villainize the ones that you want to, to remove or diminish in power. You turn people against each other, but against the, that particular group. So in this case, it's MAGA. You use your media instruments to fan the flames of the fear of what MAGA presents, which in this case will be neo-Nazis, radicals, a threat to the democracy, and they're armed and dangerous. Then you do a few very visible and aggressive hits on people's homes. And you make a big deal out of the fact that they had a bunch of guns, which is no more than anybody else, but you make a big deal. And then you drop some lie like, well, we're kind of worried about... um, He was organizing to overthrow the government, which then excites all of these worthless middle walkers and worthless lefties who actually believe that the government is there to help them. And it then does another great thing. And since I've lived through this personally, I can tell you that conservatives and hear me, hear me because you're not going to like this, but it's going to be true. Conservatives suck at staying together. They suck at it horribly because the minute that an accusation's made to a conservative, Christian values of the extreme jump in and they're like, oh my goodness, you were caught jaywalking across the street and you got a ticket? I can no longer associate with you because you're not pure under the light of Christ. This is the stupidity of half the conservative movement. And it is absolutely what we have to fight and get over. We know better now because we understand how the media works. And we have to stand together and understand that people are going to come under attack. And when they do, we need to stand with them, not run away from them because the media ran 10, 20, 30 articles on somebody accusing them of something. People still do it. And the, and it's it's a ridiculous response because the left laughs their tail off. You have the left doing literally circulating in and out of jail in a re- revolving door. You've got Antifa going and beating up somebody, being put out on the street, beating up somebody again, burning taking out of the street, burning down a building, going out back on the street, and they celebrate it. And you have a guy over here on the conservative side that, like, jaywalks and bumps a grandma and he's like, oh, he can't be ahead of our, you can't be ahead of our party anymore. He, he, get rid of him. That's sinner. That's good programming, by the way. It's absolutely stunning programming. And it's been programming in by the deep state. Our role going forward here has to be to work to build the strength in the standing. Not just to say build community, but build strength on that rock. If we are literally walking with Christ, we should be able to endure all of this well and stand together and not waste a lot of time at it, especially if we embrace the fact, as we should be, that this is a war to destroy us. This government, again, cannot control 82 million people armed like they are. So they are going to need another couple of things. They're going to need bodies, and they're going to need reinforcements, and then, of course, they're going to need draconian rules. And that's where groups like the U.N. come in because the U.N. operates outside of any rules. They can do anything they want, and they do. If you haven't followed what the UN does when it, quote, occupies a country in peace, there's an amazing trend towards child rape and women rape that go right hand in hand and don't think that that's accidental. And it's all blue helmets. We are in a critical point in this nation, 
and it is a valley of decision, and it is a tipping point. And to simply wait for God to come and fix it, since we had a hand in making it, is pretty foolish. And it's going to take our boots on the ground to take it back, and we have to get in our heart and understand that what we're facing in a government is extremely real. I mean, Tucker Carlson finally is talking about the fuel shortages and the food shortages, which we've been talking about here for almost two years. And again, that's one of those things that you're prepping, not just for yourself, but for your neighbors so that you can build community. The fastest way to build a team in, in, a, in a community is become the kitchen, literally. Because everybody has to eat, and when they understand that they can get fed, they will be your defenders of the kitchen. True statement. So think in terms of that as we do this, as we move forward. Think in terms of how each one of us is boots on the ground. Not metaphorical either. In our communities, we are that critical node. And as I've driven across this nation, I will tell you, it's struck me very clearly that God has put people all over. And I hear a common theme, and it's, it sounds a, like a challenge when, in fact, it's a blessing. So this is what I hear constantly, is that you know, there's, I'm just getting into a community. I don't have a lot of connections, or I have, and typically people have moved back towards their families. I'm finding this a lot, which is beautiful. But I'm also finding that within the communities that they don't have a lot of connectivity or they feel that they're isolated because so many people are of like blue or they're moderate blue patriots. That's an opportunity, not a, not a hindrance because what God's done here is he sprinkled out his special forces teams, his remnant in whatever form, one, two, three, however many. And he's sprinkled this around so that we can be there to provide the faith, build the bridge, establish the solidity on the rock of faith and stand these communities up to stand up against tyranny. That's the hard work now. This is what is before us and something we're going to have to dig in on. Some are doing it already, which is great. But as a whole, we have to be activated this way across all of our communities. This threat that's coming at us is very real. It's not friendly. And here's the other part. And this goes to probably every single one of us at one point or another would like to see the military swoop in and do the right thing. There's 120,000 people in, in the regular army or in the, in the total force, so that includes Air Force, Navy, and Marines. There's 100, 120,000 that have not taken the vax. And there's an additional 60,000 in the reserves and National Guard that have not taken the vax. That's 180,000 out of about 1.2, 1.4 million. In addition to that, there's a massive amount of attrition of the people retiring, if they can, and the recruitment levels in the military are dismally low right now. They're meeting probably 60% of their quotas, if maybe is, I'm sorry, they're, they're missing their quotas by 60 to 70%. Our military is becoming operationally ineffective very quickly, which is something just to keep in the back of your head as we move forward. But the problem is that much of the command is still obedient to whoever sits in the chair of the president. And the command from SecDef Austin, who's a sellout hand puppet to the deep state, followed by Milley, who's turned out to be a total piece of crap as an officer and former special fifth group special forces, those sellouts have mandated that command from top to bottom in the military use whatever mechanisms necessary to force compliance with the vaccine of every person in the force. As this is happening, units across the military are finding outbreaks in COVID. They're finding dysfunctional ability to operate because they don't have the right amount of staff. You have as much as 30 to 40% of the staff calling out on a regular basis because they are sick from COVID. We know why that's happening, because they're vaxxed. 
while the, those few respectively that are unvaxxed are operating just fine and taking a greater portion of the, of the burden while the military works overtime at trying to get them out. And even those, even though there's been a stay on the injections by the courts for the Air Force, I believe the Coast Guard, possibly the Marines and the Navy, but the Army is still not does not have its stay to the vax yet. And that's there's some keeping their fingers crossed that it'll happen soon. Many of those people have just decided to leave anyway. It's not worth it. But the you know, Army is also just. The military is just being ruthless. Any of the people that are unvaxxed, they're doing things, as we've heard many stories, but some of those stories include pulling away benefits, pulling away savings that they've made in, with their money. They're, they're doing everything they can to punish and pummel those that are doing the right thing. Now, I've said this many times, I just want to highlight this. That 180,000 people, every one of them signed up to protect and defend the United States. Not one of them ever assumed that the enemy that they would face would be their own command. And that's the enemy they now fight. So if you're looking for a war hero in this war, the war of uniform, look no farther than the 180,000 that didn't take the injection. And just to footnote this, if you're looking for an employee and you find a military person who didn't take the vax that stood up against that, hire them as fast as you can because they are going to be the finest employee you have ever had because they understand right and wrong. So all this is said because the military is now rapidly moving to deploy an NDA, non-disclosure agreement for every soldier so that they cannot discuss anything related to the injection. Why are they doing this? Because the damage of the injection is becoming obvious and there's lawsuits pending against the military that are continuing to grow and they are freaking out because they know very well that they have destroyed the force. And the worst part about this story is it doesn't matter what the truth is or when it comes out. Those that took the injection are already destroyed and their clock on life is ticking down fast. So you want to know where you're going to rebuild the military? You're going to look towards 120,000 heroes in the regular forces and 60,000 heroes in the reserve forces that are going to have to be the core towards rebuilding this military because everyone else, they've decided to walk the plank. All of that is said because the military that is people keep saying, oh, I, military is going to be the only way. The military that is the only way is dead or dying and it has been compromised to such a degree in its leadership it's questionable of whether you can count on it that scares some people don't let it scare you it's just truth and it's hard truth but it's real and the thing is that this nation unfortunately is going to have to suffer through some very dark ills we're losing 4,000 people a day right now to unknown deaths. We know what those deaths are. We know very well what they are. It's all injection, but it's they don't want to record it because it's liability and it would expose how bad this event is. The idea of constantly putting the eyes on someone else or some other unit to save us, to save you, is the exact problem we have to overcome. It's not going to come from Trump. It's not going to come from Congress. It's not going to come from a red wave of a bunch of dudes that are going to get voted in and then get corrupted once they get up there. It's not going to come from the military as we know it. It's going to come from your local communities, and it's going to come locally where you can control, you can see, you can meet, you can sit with, talk with, plan with those people. That includes your sheriff and your county commission. That's the seminal line. That's where we are going to have to fall back to to take back this nation. And whether that makes you comfortable or uncomfortable, truth sucks sometimes, and that's where we are. But it, just like we've also said many times on this channel, embrace the suck. Get used to it because it's going to be that way. And those with the truth and those walking with God are going to become the most powerful agents of un union, if you will, of uniting people. And everybody's role becomes critical. This remnant that has risen up, that God has called, that has heard the call, that has stood up, 
isn't going to sit on the sidelines and watch this thing play out with B teams. We are the A team. And this clock that we're part of is ticking down very fast. You don't even need to believe in in anything biblical for me to say that. Just run the numbers. When you're losing 4,000 people a day, when the military is working on mass vaccination programs to inoculate every person and their families, or else when you have call-outs of sickness, when you have shortages of labor, when you have a diminishing issues around food supplies, you have energy grids like in California just now at critical, Bay Area lost power today, and it's all because they're at a critical point. They can't produce enough electricity because they've been following this retarded green program, which doesn't work, wasn't going to work, never had any intention of working. It was all about underdeveloping the United States so that the Chinese could come in and take our minerals and, take, and, and strip us clean and dry forever so we would be nothing more than just a slave camp. They're executing their plan, patriots. And as much as we want to cheer and go, rah, rah, I think we're winning, we're not yet. They're executing their plan. The question is, when are we going to stand to defend ours? And ours doesn't need to be written. It already exists. And this is where I want to close tonight because I hear this a lot. Well, what's the plan, man? What are we going to do? The plan begins with the Declaration of Independence. Its second document is the Constitution followed by the Bill of Rights. If you're confused, read them. Because that's the template of what we're trying to restore. And if you're wondering what else we're trying to get to, it's called the Bible. That's another interesting text. God wrote it. It's pretty amazing. You might want to take some time and dig in hard. Because between the Bible, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution, we've got our tactical manuals. With all of that, we have to stand together. And we have to not be divided because they're going to do everything they can to divide us. Do not get divided. Forgive, stand strong, don't bow, and take this enemy out. Last piece here before we pray. To all you soldiers out there, God bless you for not taking the injection for standing strong. I know how hard it is to do that. I know how hard it is to go against the grain of command, and it's not easy. Understand that for every soldier out there that's standing, and sometimes you feel like you're standing alone, you're not. Our arms are open for you. You are welcome, and we will do everything we can to help you. If you get booted out and you're looking for work, we will find it. We will work together to help your families. You have served this nation and never before did you anticipate that your enemy was going to be your own command. Nor did we, but you're in uniform and that was not part of your contract. We thank you for your service, but more than that, we're ready to mobilize to bring you into our ranks because we're going to need every one of you. So God bless you. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight just in a very clear perspective of some of the challenges that lie ahead. But this is what we know. Father, we're going to put our prayers out here on the line for you to hear. And we believe always as we do that through you all things are possible. Only you can open the doors that are ahead of us. And we trust in that. So please hear our prayers. Father, we need the strength in this movement to unite, and to have the courage to mobilize in our communities to wake people up and the blessings and the gifts of words and communications to bring people back together, to set aside their nonsense of divisive politics, to hear and see and witness the power power and the glory of Christ, and in so doing, embrace the unity in which we have so that we stand together against this evil to ultimately defeat this evil and ruthlessly crush it. Guide us, Father, in these times. Hear our prayers. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. These are good times to be alive, not bad. It's times to get focused, 
One of the great things about war is you will never live in a more focused and clarified space. War clears the mind. It excites the senses. And it makes you appreciate everything that you have by factors uncounted. We as a nation are going to have to suffer through some difficult times. Be cautious of the idols that will try to rise. Stay focused with eyes on Christ. Walk without fear. That litmus test should be applied to everything that you do and that we do. Eyes on Christ. Make your decisions without fear. And as we hold to that line and we live within the word, we will not go wrong. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But we need to get our strength solid on that rock of faith. And we need to keep our eyes on Christ. And we need to walk without fear always. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening. For fishers of men, until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples 
It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.